Hey everybody, what's going on? It's your boy Pasty and the Fat Mac, and it is beef time on a Sunday. Yes. Bring out your beefy yes. bibles. Yes. The big BB. The beef. Bring out your Bible. The beefy instruction before leaving Earth. B I B L E. <laughs> I love it. We got it. <laughs> As we sing this sermon upon you all, instead yes, of indeed. fire and brimstone, we... it's charcoal and flame. I don't. I don't know about charcoal and flame. I think we are standing on the precipice of possibly the greatest era in wrestling we've ever seen. There's so much to watch and so much to do, and it all starts tomorrow. We're literally on the edge. We didn't record on a regular day, so we could bring it to you the day before everything begins. That's why we did it. Yes. (laughs) There's a method to our madness every week. And of course, with every method, there has to be some sense of repetition. And at the top of the show, we like to get around to our sponsors, Big shouts out to Qualities T-Shirt Company for supporting us with the shirts that keep us warm and comfy and cozy. High-quality products, custom tees, sublimation, heat transfer vinyl and decals, special gifts, and shirts for any occasion. Are you a business? Are you a musician? Do you just want a shirt that says, I made a shirt for myself because I had the money and I want to have a shirt? Woohoo! Do it! He'll take care of you. Uh, Qualities is also sponsoring Wilmermania Part 2, as well as a haunted house coming up in Wilmer, Minnesota, with Pep's Barbershop and other local Wilmer, Minnesota businesses. If you're in the area, I implore you to go check it out and support locally. And if you're not, go ahead and support Monster Wear Clothing. I mean, do both anyway. But Corey Matthews got your guaranteed Small runner bulk orders on decals, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics. If you need to get your name out there, these are the two companies you need to go to. You must. You must. We told you, and they'll hook you up nice if you tell them Pasty sent ya. Now, to turn it over to Fat Mac for that other thing that happens every week around here. And that would be This Week in Pro Wrestling, where we dropped y'all a little bit of knowledge on some of the past major events that have happened in pro wrestling, and that way you could look a little smarter to your pro wrestling geek friends. Yes, take this to your barroom trivia. And with that, the September 23rd, 1987 episode of Saturday Night's Main Event That's older than me. That is. That's hard to accomplish. (laughs) And it featured a big, bigger than pasty Intercontinental Championship match. That's also hard to accomplish. (laughs) And this match was between the former Intercontinental Champion, Macho Man Randy Savage, who is our beef stick um, guy. He's our guardian angel. He's our guardian angel. I'm trying to say the word, uh, but uh, mascot. That's (laughs) the word. Mascot. Mascot, uh, mascot. We should put an ascot. We on should him. put an ascot on him. That'd Next be awesome. week, folks, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and it's seen the Macho Man taking on the current IC champion, the Honky Tonk Man. Some would argue the greatest uh, intercontinental champion of all time. Some would argue the greatest honky of all time. 
After the match, though, Savage was then ambushed by uh, the Evil Heart Foundation, and with Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart holding Savage and Honky threatening to bash Mach over the head with his guitar, the great, impeccable, and blissful Miss Elizabeth ran to the back and got the then WWF heavyweight champion Hulk Hogan to come to Savage's aid. Shortly thereafter, a backstage interview with Mean Gene Okerlund and perhaps the most awkward handshake in pro wrestling history led to the formation of perhaps tag team of all time, the Mega Powers. Yes, and of course, in the year 2019, Fat Mac and I carry that Moniker, we are the mega powers of podcasting, Beef Sticks Podcast. Of course. Woo! And don't forget, that led to some of the, uh, one of the best storylines ever, which they ended up taking on the Mega Bucks, which was Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant. And that's where Andre ended up turning on Hogan and ripping his heart necklace off. And then I was we totally had gonna the say infamous macho and breakup Hulk between the mega the powers. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah and then we got macho and hogan rivalry which is one of the great which will always go down as one of the greatest of all time you got you definitely you got macho and hulk you've got brett and sean you've got tanahashi and okada i mean i don't know who else you'd put on your top John five Cena but those are four Orton. of mine You could say that, yeah. <laughs> They've had a lot of matches. Yes, too many. <laughs> too many matches. So there you are, folks. Uh, yes, yes. And then after good. three, four, five, six weeks of uh, talking about our <laughs> Ring of Honor death before this You'd honor, swear it was WrestleMania. Because, uh, Fat Mac kind of, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's uh, Fat Mac been discombobulated this last month. You really jumped the shark <laughs> with this so. one. <laughs> but it did finally happen, Pasty. It finally occurred this last Friday. Yes, it for did. For Dishonor 2019. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it. Me either. But we'll bring you the results. <laughs> we will. And I think... The results may be a little surprising to pasty. Might be. We shall see. So let's jump into this. Yes, the pre-show started off with Jeff Jeff Cobb versus Brody King. And Jeff Cobb won. Giving me a point that and I guess being it as doesn't it's matter. a pre-show. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm all wrong. I'm all wrong here. I, That's beautiful. I just noticed that. That's beautiful. <laughs> Woo! That changes everything, folks. That literally changes everything. <laughs> Brings back to what we said earlier before we started recording, Pasty. Ah, shit. <laughs> you guys will find out soon. Oh, uh, I seen that and I just laughed. I was like, oh, wait a second. This is interesting. <laughs> I didn't know Ring of Honor did a pre-show. <laughs> Even though it says pre-show. I, I know, but I mean, I've never seen one. <laughs> I've never seen one. Out of all the pre-shows I've watched, it's never been Ring of Honor. 
Oh, moving on to what was probably a really good match, and I'm looking forward to going back and watching this one. Yeah. I might do that this afternoon. We had a barroom brawl with the bouncers eating Silas Young and Vinny Marseglia. Yes. And I learned that the bouncers includes Beer City Bruiser. Oh, he is part of the bouncers, huh? Yeah, so him and Silas there aren't he friends is. anymore, huh? There we go. There we go. Intriguing. That's, that's going to be a very, very good match. I'm definitely going to go back and watch that one for sure. I might end up watching all of these. Oh, what do we have next? Well, that gave Pasty a point there. It also gave you a point. I guess I did really bad oh, at this. I did really bad at this. <laughs> oh, let's... Later. <laughs> um, or, or does that give nobody a point? I don't know. I think we both got a point. Okay. Anyways... Um, we'll, we'll worry about, we'll worry about all that at another date. <laughs> <laughs> then we've seen, uh, Jay Lethal taking on Jonathan Gresham in, uh, what I would consider maybe as a somewhat of a passing of the torch match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I called that a long time ago. I said, Jay's been around a long time. He needs to start, you know, yep. handing it down to the next guy. And it seems like the last few pay-per-views, that's what he's been doing. As Jonathan Gresham picked well. up the win. Then we move into uh, the final battle, number one contender tournament. It's the first battle of the final battle. Yes. Doesn't make any sense. You no. wonder why your ratings are low, Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's kind of like a final fight or never-ending story or all of those that just don't make sense. Right. What is going on with these things? So in this match, we saw Marty Skrull defeating Colt Cabana, which was a surprise to neither of us as we had both picked Skrull. Yes. Yes. And then in the second first-round final battle number one contender tournament match, PCO defeated Kenny King. And yet another Woo-hoo. unsurprising outcome. Yes. Obs. Obs, 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 obs. Possibly Cause... the first surprising outcome of the night came in the next match in the Women's of Honor World Championship match where Kelly Klein defended her title against Angelina Love unsuccessfully and to the chagrin of many fans across the internet wrestling community. Wow. I can't believe they put the title on her. Well, you know, if this leads to a good little feud between them and Klein ends up taking it back or it moves on to another young up-and-coming talent, I'm okay with that if she's just a transitional champion. But, yeah, she doesn't need another lengthy title run, I don't believe. No. I I don't think she – out of all the – what was it? The the beautiful beautiful people was the stable? Correct. I think she's the least deserving of them all. But that's just me. No, I mean, that's, that's my feelings as well. And of course, Madison Rain, when she first came on the scene, I, I thought she was, I couldn't stand her. And to be fair, she was very, very green when she first came on. She was just a pretty face, uh-huh. but she worked her ass off to become one of the best women wrestlers of the, uh, 2000s to 2010s ish. Oh, Bully Ray wouldn't have it any other way, would he? Ah, uh, Velvet Sky. 
backwards. <laughs> lucky bastard. He'd be lucky either way, let's be honest. All those basic bitches are the same to me. Let's be honest, he's lucky because of those killer calves he's got. Right. Oh, I'm jealous of him. Uh, Gotta work on calf day. Great. Leg day. Never miss it. Then yeah. we had a three-way match for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Seeing Shane Taylor defend and retain his title versus Flip Gordon and Tracy Williams. This one is probably going to be a really, really, really good match. Well, That's I another one so. I definitely have to go back and and see. I would any any time you can get these guys in more than a one on one competition, that's a money match. Right. I mean it's probably money with the one on one, but these guys excel in triple threats, fatal four ways, stipulation matches of the sort. Right. Uh the one I'm most excited to go back and watch though is the next match, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. The Briscoes taking on Lifeblood and winning. Woohoo! Yeah. That's going to be a really, really, really fun match. Briscoes I, never disappoint or seem to never disappoint. At I want to see a disappointing Briscoes match at this point in my life. <laughs> just, just, just to see it. Just to know it exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me know I'm still alive. <laughs> yes. In the Matrix. <clears throat> then we had the Ring of Honor World Championship match. Matt Taven defending his... So that one's fun, of course. Oh. Yes, Matt Taven Against Roosh. His... Yes, against Roosh. And losing. Roosh picked up the Ring of Honor World Championship and then, uh, from what I had heard, Roosh there was is definitely a... one of the most up and coming people. Yeah, and then after the match, from what I had heard, Bully Ray came out, and some of the Triple Threat guys came out, and there was a whole bunch of carnage, and tables broke at ringside, and fun times to be had by all. And a good old time, yes, yes. for sure. I figured definitely got to go back and watch me, that. Match. I got to spoil it for everyone, so. Go watch this pay-per-view. Spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I had thought I had won by one point, but I believe... Let's see. First match was one and one. One and two. One and two and and three. I don't know. Something happened. (laughs) Yeah, we started out, both of us, with nothing because we both picked, uh, we both went against the bouncers. Pasty got a point for Jonathan Gershom. We both got a point for Skrull. We both got a point for PCO. We both didn't get any points for Angelina Love. Mac went up and got um, a point for Shane Taylor. Then we got Briscoes, which Pasty got a point for. Mac got a point for Roosh. Yes. The dogs are, they're aren't so happy mad. Roosh won it. They're, they're, they're mad I lost. I told them yesterday, <clears throat> all day yesterday, I was bragging about how I kicked your ass. And they're like. Yeah. Yeah, well, to be fair, know. it was it was 5-5, five, five, so we did tie. But, of course, we have tiebreakers because we don't want ties anymore. And with that one, we came down to Will Tracy Williams end up taking the pin on the TV championship uh, three-way match because everybody knew Tracy Williams wasn't going to win. Right. <laughs> And Pasty said no, Max said yes, and uh, by gum, 
You won. Tiebreaker. Yes, yes. <clears throat> good times. Very good times. Very good times to be had by all. And good times bring us into savage times. Yes, indeed. It is time for this week's edition of The Savage Sentinel. And to start off, we have some news that has just kind of been sitting in limbo all week. And that is WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan was actually hospitalized due to medical-related issues. But uh, at this time, the issue has closed. And Pacey had said that as of today, he was still in the hospital. Yeah, I said that. I don't know nothing about this story. <laughs> All I know is we're wishing the best for Jim Duggan. Uh, it's a sad time, man. All of the all of the icons we grew up with are are getting to that point where they're falling off one by one, and I don't want to see it no more. Right. I hear you. Let's let's uh let's all hope for a speedy recovery for. Mr. Hacksaw. Mr. Hacksaw. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Ooh, this is a good one. This week, Mickey James did commentary on this week's WWE main event tapings in San Francisco, calling the action with Vic Joseph and Dio Madden, who are two guys I've never really heard of. I mean, I've heard of Vic Joseph, but who cares, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. There's also been recent talk of Mickey working as a WWE producer, according to PW Insider. There's no word yet on if this will be a permanent role for the veteran. If you remember, Mickey, who remains a member of the SmackDown roster, underwent successful surgery to repair a torn ACL back in mid-July. It was reported that she could be out of action for seven to nine months. She suffered the knee injury back on June 1st, and this was the first major surgery of her 20-year career, which I think you'd have to assume she would be back in ring eventually. She's still good, right? Oh, she's still amazing, honestly. Yeah, she's, she's still amazing. But I do have a feeling that if they stick her on commentary, I think she could do better than Renee. Um, hopefully people would give her more of a chance than Renee. I'm still not a... She a... understands wrestling and the moves more than Renee Correct. Does. I agree. And one thing that surprised me with this, where this is her first major injury in all these years, remember, people don't think about Mickey James as like a, as a spot monkey or a high flyer or anything like that, but... I know that I can count at least two matches where she went off the top of a cage with a with a Luthes press. That's got to do some damage on both your knees and your back. Mm-hmm. So, get off the top rope many times, and I mean, she hasn't been afraid to to take risks. Hasn't had a major injury since then. Is right, just starting crazy. her career as a country musician. Yes, I mean, <laughs> how dangerous is that? <laughs> <sighs> pretty dangerous either way this is cool and we're seeing a lot of a lot of changes coming our way with uh announced teams shifting around all across wwe so it's gonna be really yeah but you know what there's changes coming to uh of wrestling 
throughout all of television and streaming. And one thing, wrestling announced this Tuesday, as or had announced that Tuesday night will be the new home of their weekly television series. The promotion's flagship weekly two-hour show will premiere on Access TV at 8 p.m. on Tuesday, October 29th. Leading up to the premiere on the network, Access TV will be airing specials featuring pay-per-view matches from the promotion beginning October 1st at 8 p.m. Now, this is good news, but it got me thinking, and I went back and did a little bit of research, Pasty, and this is the eighth change in either date, time, or channel that Impact Wrestling has had since its initial run as a pay-per-view-only Wednesday show. That's crazy. That is a lot. I don't know of any other show that's survived that many changes. The show debuted on Fox Sports Network on June 4th, 2004, until they ended up moving to Spike TV, with the first show airing on October 1st, 2005. They upped the runtime to two hours, and Impact first began airing episodes on Saturday nights for Fox, before later moving to Thursday nights in April 2006. Then it briefly moved to Monday nights in 2010 to try to compete with the WWE, but that, that worked failed. worked out well. <laughs> so they returned to the original night of Wednesday in 2014 until its final broadcast on Spike. In 2015, the show moved to Destination America, initially airing on Friday nights before moving back to Wednesday nights again on June 3rd. Its final broadcast on Destination America was December 16th, 2015, and from July 21st, 2016 until January 4th, 2019, Impact aired weekly on Pop in the United States on Thursday nights. But since January 11, 2019, Impact airs on Friday nights on Pursuit Channel in the United States and in simulcast on the online video platform Twitch until next month when Impact will now move to Tuesdays on Access TV. They don't want to compete Woo. with nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, just seems so weird, but goddamn if they haven't survived by making these moves. Well, or Despite making the they own their own network, so let's just hope this is the last move they have to make for a while. (laughs) Shit, you would think. Oh, Oh, you would hope. That's not a good track record, though. It's a very bad track for a long time. There, they were switching every year. Yeah, Uh. but it it it's a testament to the diehard Impact fans, who I would argue are just as rabid as WWE fans. And the oh, fact that... Probably more they, so. The ones they have who stick around them. through thick and thin, oh they're my probably gosh. the best fans in wrestling. I know. And, and some would argue the most annoying, and that just kind of comes with the territory. <laughs> Let's not lie. I think that's WWE um, fanboys. Which is funny, because way back at the beginning of this podcast, I was one of those. Right. Well, and I used to be a diehard Impact fanboy who was annoying. And although I still stand behind them and defend their product, obviously, you know, you got to be a realist at some point. Right. Well, I do give them props because right now they're doing more than Ring of Honor. Right now. Correct. Could be oh, different yeah. Next week. Correct. No, you are correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. The merger between Impact and Axis is a great thing. <sighs> 
Great. This week, the merger between Melissa Santos and Brian Cage. That's right. They're getting married on Woo! live TV on Impact Wrestling. It's probably not live oh, TV. Nothing nothing can go wrong there, Pasty. <laughs> the show was taped in Las Vegas earlier this month, and it is reported that the day they filmed this angle ran quite long. According to a report from PW Insider, the promotion has paid its talent from the show a bonus as comp- compensation for the long tapings. Now, this isn't huge news, but, you know, it's kind of neat. With We keep hearing more and more news about certain wrestling promotions actually going above and beyond to help their talent and make talent's life a little better, a little easier. I think it was last week or maybe the week before we had talked about how Impact is now paying for hotel rooms for their wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And now we hear this. This is cool. Yep, paying for their wrestlers' weddings. <clears throat> I'm assuming the tapings ran long because Brian Cage kept fucking up his vows. Probably. I would assume. <laughs> I would assume. Uh, Cut! Roll back! We'll start again every time another 20 fans in the audience leave. So they gotta <laughs> shuffle everybody to that vacant spot. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing in the janitors and stuff. Come on, go sit in the seat. We need it filled. Come on. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time Impact paid fans to watch their show in the arenas. That is true. That is very true. Oh, but good for them. I'm glad people are trying to take care of their talent. That's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And with all the shuffling and moving around and new shows and new channels and new start times and everything pasty, WWE has finally confirmed the actual announced teams for their television sh- shows. Shoes. Easy for you to my say. television shoes. Oh, I got to put on my television shoes. It's time to watch WWE Raw. <laughs> okay, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> So after all the dust has settled with everybody shuffling the deck, the new Raw announced team will feature Vic Joseph, Dio Madden, Now stop and there because that gets me Lawler. really excited until you say that. <laughs> God damn it. Why are you bringing Jerry back? Why? Because JR is on AEW. We don't want him there either, really. No, no. We could get rid of both of them, uh, in all honesty. I just, I'm living with these high hopes that, that, Lawler's only going to be there until they know that Vic and Dio can stand on their own two feet. I would hope so, but Vince seems married to these three-man announced teams, which I just, I don't yeah, prefer. Yeah, earlier in the week it had sounded like they were going to two-man announced teams. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, each announced <laughs> team got another guy. Yeah. And then to top it all off, there's news circling around that CM Punk had a meeting with WWE this week about a potential announcer position, which I think would be amazing. I think it'd be amazing if we waited until we got to that story and I got to finish this story. Well, okay then. (laughs) So other than just Raw, (laughs) NXT's announced team is going to stay the same for right now, which is Marl Ronaldo, Nigel McGinnis, and Beth Phoenix, which I think is the correct move. Those three are great together. The best announced team in WWE right now. They are, and e- and each one, what's great about it, it isn't just let's find three people. Each one has their role. Mm-hmm. Not and they specialize. in and out. Yeah. Maro is a great play-by-play guy and gives you all the enthusiasm. And Beth is also a former wrestler who can also give you the, the point of view of a woman. Yeah. 
and a different point of view of Nigel because Nigel came up in the Indies and he knows a lot about that, but he never Beth Phoenix WWE. So they both have and that leads us to SmackDown. Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Renee Young, which I think was the Raw SmackDown team. I and they just moved them to Smack or Raw Raw SmackDown team, the Raw <laughs> announced team, and they yeah. just moved it to SmackDown. Yep. But I'm okay with that. They're those three are good together. As well. Yeah, they're they're a good team. I, uh, as much as I'm not 100 percent behind Renee Young, I do like the banter she has with Corey. It's good. Right, fun. those two get along very well. Uh, they they remind me. Of of Jr. and King, or of, of Bobby and uh, Monsoon, where they just bicker, but it's mm. how they love each other. It's yeah, it's the best way possible, and they know when to do it and when not to do it. Whereas um, Michael Cole back in the day kind of would overstep when he was being the heel one and just do it way too much. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what Vic Joseph and Dio Madden can can pull off. In I think spite it's good of Jerry that, Lawler. Right, right. I think that's gonna be the one to watch to see what happens because this could be the the start of a new era of announced teams. Mm-hmm. And um, Pacey, I'm gonna take the first one. One of comings and goings, because you seem so interested in doing the second one. Okay? All right, my friend. So moving on to comings and goings, according to PW Insider, former WWE Tag Team and Intercontinental Champion John Hennigan has signed a deal to return to WWE. The 39-year-old last worked for WWE in 2011. Since then, he has had stints almost everywhere, including Impact Wrestling, Lucha Underground, and other promotions, wrestling under an array of monikers, including Johnny Blackcraft, Johnny Blaze, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro, Johnny Onyx, Johnny Spade, Johnny Superstar, Johnny Ultra, and John Morrison. There's, there's no the man with more names than anyone else in wrestling. There's no more yet on no word yet on when Hennigan will make his return to the company or if he will resume the the name Morrison or if he's going to use one of his other non diplumes or if he'll get a brand new name. Honestly, now, I think I think he should go to NXT. He should just come in as Johnny and he should take on Johnny Gargano for the title of Johnny Wrestling. Hey, I like I like that. Uh-huh. The the title, you know, the 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 name, the rights to a name. They haven't done one of those for a while. That's an old school. Plus, plus wrestling. a wrestling feud for rights to a name would be a good way to rub it in Ric Flair's. <laughs> right. <laughs> With uh, all of this being said, on on Twitter, John Morrison came out and said, uh, actually called out PW Insider and said, at PW Insider, thank you for letting me know. Uh, when, that I was signed, please let me know when I'm going to start because I haven't heard anything. Right. And Taya Valkyrie posted a thing saying, hearing so much rumors about myself and my husband that neither of us know about. WWE <clears throat> so, picking Taya up. 
Shut up, Taya. <laughs> I know. You have nothing to do with this, Taya. So They're going to get Molina I, back, I'm sure. <laughs> I, am assume, <laughs> I am assuming that Johnny Mundo's coming. Yeah. I think WWE.com posted something you know, I mean, about it, too. So. It's social media, it's Twitter, it's wrestlers. Mm. Yeah. But now for the big one, folks. What have you heard, Pasty? Well, PW Insider also reports that numerous sources confirm that CM Punk was at the Fox Studios this week in Los Angeles for a meeting about an on-air role as part of WWE's studio show. Apparently, Renee Young was there to do some test runs with, with the Second City Savior as well. No news on when or if Punk will sign on to do the series yet. WWE has been trying out several legends and current superstars for on-air roles on said studio show. And those names include Paige, Rey Mysterio, and Sean Waltman. Yes. Punk's management also reached out to Fox Sports about a possible role on the show. As we previously reported... He has been looking to make a transition into broadcasting and has been working MMA events as a commentator. And I think with how great Punk is on the mic, God, I get put fucking Jerry on the studio show and let's get Punk on Raw. I want him out there. Uh, I agree. Representing the company. Although there's just this nagging thought in the back of my head that all of this is a fucking smoke and mirrors, and we still see him show up at AEW next week. I could be wrong. I, I'm 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 sure I'm wrong, but something in the back of my brain keeps with, saying it. You know, with Punk, you never know. You never know. God, how great would it be if Jericho's two mystery partners next week were like Punk and Edge? <laughs> that would be why. Oh. It's got to be huge. And I mean, it couldn't cool. be, it couldn't be, um, <laughs> they're not LAX anymore, but it couldn't be Santino, Santino and Ortiz because they've already made a debut. So they would be unveiled on the flyer by now, I would assume. <laughs> right. You would think. And that's, yeah, that's going to be interesting. And maybe it's Enzo and Cass. I doubt it, <laughs> but that, that could be it, another one. It could be. It could, that could have been what they were planning until Cass went all off the wagon. Wouldn't that be some shit if that was all a work? <laughs> that would be wild. There'd be a lot of uh, a lot of work put into it. And they show some backstage footage from the event with Jericho giving Cass like a bottle of bubbly. Have a little <laughs> bit of the bubbly. New bubbly. <laughs> Bubble it up, my friend. Oh God! Either way, this is like it's spine-tingling fun right now, with just imagining everything that's about to happen in the next week. The anticipation! Ah, oh, it's so good! It's so good! It's great. And basically, more uh, shake-up news about major sports personalities. There's going to be another one making his pro wrestling debut this November. A name that maybe. I don't think anybody was expecting to hear, certainly not I, former Major League ball player Jose Canseco will step into the ring on November 3rd for World Class Revolution Pro Wrestling. <laughs> Jose Canseco. 
World Class Revolution will also present the first Oklahomania Jose Canseco Home Run Derby on November 2nd in Ardmore, Oklahoma, inside Ardmore Regional Park. Proceeds for, of that event will be donated to Carter County Toys for Tots. So it is a good cause. A six-time All-Star and two-time World Series champion, Canseco was known for his power in the 90s and early 2000s, pasty, but probably most known for his appearance in the Homer at the Bat episode of The Simpsons on February 20th, 1992. Yes. Hitting over 462 home runs, the 1988 American League MVP has been at the forefront of steroid accusations that swept the sport in the late 90s. He still plays independent ball and has looked to make a comeback in the MLB for quite some time now. Was that now, regard- Hunger Strike episode? No, that's the one where where Mr. Burns, um, the his power plant had a... Um, tournament against another power the shelbyville power plant and so that they would be sure to win mr burns brings in a bunch of ringers a whole bunch of professional mlb players and then gives them menial jobs in the plant so that they can actually be on it god i tell you what i'm so excited for disney plus to come out i'm gonna have simpsons on in the background of my life 24 7 oh I know my son and I are so excited for that as well. I'm so fiending for it. And like, just my kids haven't got to experience the Simpsons like that, you know? Right. And so that's, that's a huge thing to me. It's huge. Now regarding any training for the pro wrestling ring, Canseco has competed in MMA before losing to Choi Hong Man via submission back in 2009 for the non Velveteen dream promotion. Yes. Pacey. That was hung man. Hung man. Canseco lost to a hung man. Uh, well, I guess I'm looking forward to hearing how he fares in professional wrestling. At least, <laughs> at least it's not quite as real as MMA. Right. That's yeah. And 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 he's already got the steroids down. And then back to my theory about Edge being on AEW with. With with Chris Jericho and CM Punk, Edge revealed on the latest Edge and Christian podcast of awesomeness that he is stepping away from the show due to family reasons. And what better family than the Nightmare family? No other information has been released as of this recording. Oh, no. But I think Edge is going back to in-ring competition. After all this stem cell research, after that spear he delivered on the Raw Anniversary show or whatever the fuck show that was. Yep. Dude, yeah, <laughs> let's. I want to see him for one more run, and he should take he, it easier, definitely. Yep. Oh but, yeah, no TLC matches. Yeah, but yeah, I, he's, I think, he's, especially since um, ENC Pot of Awesomeness kind of is heavily WWE slanted, not as much as as uh, Sam Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> but I I tend to skip them because they they pretty much only do WWE guys. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I, that podcast. Every now and then I just go and see who's on it. But, yeah. I don't, I, th- the reason I like their podcast is because I like, uh, I like, I like Edge and Christian in an R-rated scenario where they can Correct. sit there and cuss and be themselves, like, to the truest. Like, to me, it's better than they ever were in WWE. Right, because there's there's no reins to hold him back. Mm-hmm. 
No Reigns to hold him back. If Edge went to WWE, Roman Reigns would hold him back. We'd hold him back, all right. <laughs> he would. Although Edge, and, Roman, and, and uh, Goldberg in a triple threat match would be kind of fun. <laughs> spears for everyone. You get a spear, and you get a they spear. They all go to spear, and they all crack their heads together. <laughs> and, the, and the crowd starts chanting, C-T-E, C-T-E. <laughs> Oh, that's some shit. But uh, talking about the Nightmare Family, Pasty, it's time for... The Weekly Elite Dirt Sheet, my friends. Super Kick Party. Super Kick Party. And starting this week's Weekly Elite Dirt Sheet, we have some huge, very... um strategic move here from all elite wrestling dude this is so mean because impact uh, they're doing so so good for themselves right now so it seems folks that all elite wrestling has raided the production team of impact wrestling yes (laughs) impact has been outsourcing the majority of its production work to kevin sullivan's kevin sully tv but over the weekend last weekend kstv cut a deal with aew and will be working directly with AEW lead producer Keith Mitchell. Now, the loss of virtually its entire production division has left Impact scrambling. It is said that Impact was blindsided over the weekend when the Sullivan Group notified them that the working relationship was over. Effective, to give you a little uh, idea of how bad it is, Kevin Sullivan TV is composed of editors, graphic artists, sound engineers, voiceover studios, and more. And they assembled all of Impact's weekly programming for domestic and international television. Now, Impact hired a Tennessee producer to handle all of the work of several people while it regrouped from its latest setback. Pacey, this is a huge strategic move by AEW, and this could prove to be devastating to Impact ahead of its move to Access TV if they don't find something quick. It's so mean... It's so mean. AEW is supposed to be the beacon of light that brings the entire independent world together. And they're like, nope. We're the new WWE, baby. Uh, Yeah, from the outside looking in, this seems really dirty. Now, it is business, and it's not, it's smart business. I'm not saying that. Business is a dirty, dirty game. To be fair, I don't think Impact Wrestling is all elite wrestling, but... You know. Yeah. Oof. Yes, in other news, Warner Media's Brett Weitz, who is general manager for TNT, TBT, and True TV, told the rap that they are currently in talks with AEW officials about doing a studio show. <laughs> <laughs> with all of the with all this extra production that they have. What are we gonna do? <laughs> uh. When asked if there could be a possible studio show to accompany the AEW Dynamite show that premieres this week, White said, I don't know if you've met Tony Khan, but he's not short of ideas or passion or penis. So there is a world where we're thinking about where does something like that live? In his pants. (laughs) On the foreheads of every wrestler. (laughs) 
Knowing full well that within the Warner Media ecosystem, we have a Bleacher Report. We have Bleacher Report Live. We've got all these different components at our disposal. The more content for these fans, the better. And we would love to figure out what something like that looks like. AEW Executive Vice President Cody Rhodes recently revealed that the company is considering a third hour of weekly content, which could report, which reportedly could air on BR Live. Now it looks like this could be AEW's studio show he was referring to. Everybody's getting all these studio shows. We need a beef stick studio show just to cover all this excess content. I think we do. I think we need. I think first we need a studio. Put us on the Ocho. Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're already before their first show is out. They're already making moves. That's smart. They're they seem to be a very business oriented and um, future initiative oriented company at this point. Mm. And pasty the last bit of news for the dirt. Sh- from the weekly elites this week is that last Saturday, surprisingly, Kylie Ray returned to the ring at Freelance Wrestling Game of the Genders. Wait, wasn't she retired? I <laughs> no. <laughs> Isaiah Velasquez was originally scheduled to take on Shotzi Blackheart, but Blackheart wasn't able to make the event, so Ray filled in on short notice. She picked up the victory over her opponent. Kylie has been out of action for the past few, few months, reportedly due to a medical issue, and as Pasty stated, we had mentioned they were talking wrestling after she had asked. Yeah, yeah, and since since this match happened, I've been hearing more and more that confirms my idea that she left AEW because she didn't like the fact that they were pushing Nyla. I've but then why would she go on a pay-per-view that had women versus men wrestling? Because that's women versus men wrestling. <laughs> Not man-women versus women wrestling. Well. If you're a Republican, that makes a big difference. I guess. <laughs> I guess it does. I mean, bathroom issues, right? Am I right? Am I How can right? I use the bathroom? <laughs> Yeah, I you know I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the the deal really is with all of this, or or if we find out anything. Could just be that um, she needed to help out some friends, and so she didn't wrestle the match, and maybe she isn't gonna be a full time wrestler anymore. That was just to help out. That's a yeah, possibility. It is a possibility, and I'm not gonna say that what I'm saying is a certain by any means. Right, it's just I feel it. Oh, there's been there's been a lot of rumors running around about that. I haven't seen anything where anybody got the idea from, other than speculation. I haven't heard anything from Kylie or from AEW or from Nyla. I've seen a lot being rumored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming if she signs to WWE, Tony Khan will speak out on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you best believe it. i don't know that tony would but definitely um cody would yeah yeah definitely cody would in a heartbeat he is the uh he is the triple h of aew whether he wants to admit it or not and i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm, I'm honestly not is. saying that in a bad way i'm just saying that's what he is at this point he is the uh-huh. triple h of aew i also do want to come out in defense of um 
Kenny Omega from last week when he became a Jerry of the week because all of this has been promos of him having a mental breakdown over everything that's been going on in AEW. Like, he's going more and more crazy every week on being the elite, and so that's where all this shit's coming from. That's cool. Yeah. They, they still probably could have done it without bringing in any other companies. I mean, work on your company, talk about your company. You can go crazy without mentioning NXT. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. It's, it seems like it's more of a character and not a actual Kenny Omega. It's a weird character, too. I'm, I'm interested to see, like, where this goes once he actually reaches the breaking point. Right. He's going to show up in a mask and call himself the Find. So far, he's, <laughs> he's doing a very good whiny heel, though. Yeah. And I like it. Which is something, yeah, he hasn't been known for, so it's a nice change. Uh-huh. And usually when I think of whiny heel, I go right to Christian. Yeah. But this is completely different than that. <sighs> so we're a little bit short on news this week, but Fat Mac has uh, wrangled up a whole new game, event, yeah, spectacle. It, it, a spectacle. It's, yes. it's, like, um, it's like those glasses you put on your face. I have them on right now. There you go. You're bespectacled. So, yeah, I figured with all of the new programming starting or changing stations or jumping or, you know, so much is going this whole next month. The October is huge. It starts this coming um, fourth, is it? Um, yeah, fourth. See. When, when, um, when Dynamite drops. So starting this fourth, when no, Dynamite fourth drops. Is- Fourth is Friday. Fourth is SmackDown. Oh, second. Second. SmackDown Dyna- and Fox, yes. I was looking at September 4th. And I'm technically sorry, it starts tomorrow with Raw's season premiere. Because they do <laughs> even seasons. Though, even though it's a fucking weekly show that never has an <laughs> off season. So, uh, yeah, Wednesday the 2nd sees not only AEW Dynamite premiere, but NXT actually hit its full two hours on network television. And by the end of the month, as we just reported, that... Um, Impact is going to be airing on Tuesdays, changing to the 29th. So this whole month has a lot of changes. And with that, I thought, let's go back and look at some of the most influential pro wrestling TV throughout the years and look at their main events. And that, that, that got me thinking... Well, what do we do? Just talk about their main events. Well, you know, what do we do? This and that. Well, then I came up with a tournament style where we'd go through and bracket them all and talk about which matches versus which matches. But then it got to be like, well, everybody's first shows had some pretty shitty main events <laughs> until until the very modern era. Because back in the day, TV shows were meant to be commercials for the live events so they didn't give you the best matches the best matches were on the live events and or the pay-per-views well yeah later on when there was Mm pay-per-view and um and so they didn't give you the best matches on tv that just wasn't how it was made and nowadays they do so it seemed kind of odd and when looking at it there was almost one main event that statistics even start like well what made and at this point, we're going to take all of the wrestlers that were involved in the first television show and we'll have one wrestler move on in the tournament and then have them take on the wrestlers 
from the other shows that have moved on. This sounds probably complicated the way I said it, and it is complicated in my head, folks. We're still not 100% sure how this is going to work out. We don't know, but we're going to try. So to start things off, what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to let you know which television shows we have picked as influential, according to Beef Sticks Podcast, and also into the very first television show that aired against the brand newest one, which of course is going to be AEW Dynamite because it hasn't even aired yet. And that's how we did the brackets. So then the next um, newest to the next oldest and so forth and so on. Of WWF Saturday Night's main event, which debuted on May 11th, 1985, and had the main event of the Junkyard Dog versus Pete Dautry, which nobody even knows who Pete Dautry is, so that nope. goes to my point. <laughs> <laughs> and they are going to be facing off against AEW Dynamite, which will premiere the 2nd of October, as we just said, of this year, and that is Hangman Page versus Pac. AEW say it. Pac! 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 X-Pac! So basically, folks, what's going to happen is Pasty and I will choose one wrestler, wrestlers to move on. Probably going to be Pete Daughtry, but we'll wait until we get there. <laughs> we also have um, AWA Championship Wrestling, which debuted September 3rd, 1985, same year as Saturday nights, just at the end of the year. And that had Vern Gagne taking on Nick Bockwinkle. And we have MLW Fusion, 420 of last year that debuted, folks. What a good day to start. God. And that scene, Pentagon Jr. versus Brother Ray Phoenix. Can you so, imagine the stoners' minds that were blown when they saw that match? <laughs> had to be nuts. Then we moved on to one of the longest-running staples, but which was Saturday night. I'm sorry, I just butchered a sentence. I had a stroke, folks. <clears throat> Don't know why. WCW Saturday Night, which Is that really what the show was called? WCW Saturday Night, yeah. Saturday Night. It seems like there should be something after that. You know what I mean? Just Saturday Night. <laughs> Live! It's Saturday Night! <laughs> That was April 4th of 1992, and that scene seen stunning Steve Austin take on the Minnesota native Z-Man, or Tom Zink, one of the sexiest men in wrestling, folks. Still don't know who that is. You don't know Tom Zink, the Z-Man? <laughs> no. Nope. He's a Minnesota native. Well, he's going to win the tournament. He's one of our heroes. Um, we also had New Japan Pro Wrestling on Access which debuted January 16th of 2015 and seen the match of Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kazuchika Okada. Got it, but that was a good one. Damn right, especially because it was from Wrestle Kingdom 7. Mm -hmm. So it was a good one. That was a five-star, maybe a six-star. Wait, they just showed a Wrestle Kingdom match on a TV show and called that that? Yep. Oh, well, at least, at least you know it's a good match. <laughs> <laughs> at least it's worth tuning in for. <laughs> WWF Monday Night Raw debuted January 11th, 1993, and has dominated pro wrestling television ever since. But you could be surprised to hear that the first main event was Yokozuna versus Coco Beware, the Birdman himself. Very nice. 
We have extremely influential and kind of out there wrestling program Lucha Underground that only lasted four seasons, but that debuted September 6th of 2014 and seen the Johnny insert name here going by Mundo at the time versus the is now Ricochet and WWE Prince Puma. That's the first side, folks. Moving on, WWF SmackDown debuted uh, August 26th of 1999. How did you know that? That's crazy. <laughs> SmackDown was like my my real first deep deep dive as a as a as a young teenage child into wrestling. Nice. Yeah. And that scene two of the greatest of your teenage childhood Triple H taking on The Rock. Yes, and indeed, I did tune into that episode of SmackDown. It's probably the only debut episode from this tournament I've actually seen <laughs> as it aired. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Oh, then we have NWA Total Nonstop Action. That one took place June 19th of 02 and seen Ken Shamrock take on Malice, who, if you don't know the name Malice, you probably won't know the name The Wall, but that's what he was in WCW, and that's probably the more famous. Not really a heavy hitter. Oh, we had WCW Thunder, the very first secondary show of pro wrestling, which has now become a staple. That debuted January 8th of 1998 and seen Diamond Dallas Page take on Kevin Nash. Next, we have TNA Impact Wrestling, which debuted June 4th of 04 and seen AJ Styles versus Chris Sabian versus Elix Skipper versus Michael Shane. After that, we got WCW Monday Nitro, which rocked the world back in the day and seen Hulk Hogan take on Big Bubba Rogers. I think Bubba's winning it, pasty. Probably. WWE NXT, of course, was February 23rd of 2010, and their first match, because it was a little different setup back then, was David Otunga versus CM Punk. Then we see an ECW Hardcore TV debut December 3rd, 1993, which had Jimmy Snuka versus Larry Winters. Larry! Larry! <laughs> Ring of Honor Wrestling was, number, was November 24th of 2011. And that scene, wrestling's greatest tag team, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, take on the kings of wrestling, Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero. Ooh. Two great tag team names. I Yeah, I mean, how do you argue with those tag team names? They basically tell you how they feel. Right. So, Pacey, let's start off with uh, WWF Saturday Night and AEW Dynamite. So, out of Junkyard Dog, Pete Dautry, Hangman Page, and Pac, who do we see uh, advancing in that group? I'm, I'm putting my money on Dautry. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's the man that gravity forgot. Pac. Uh, yes, honestly, it's definitely got to be Pac. It it's could between, be Page. It's between Page and Pac, definitely. But I I'm going Pac. Page hasn't proven himself to be at Pac's level yet. Maybe maybe this week will change our opinions. Then we got AWA Championship Wrestling. 
versus MLW Fusion. We got Vern Gagne, Nick Bockwinkel, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix. And before we go any farther, I just want to say, God, what I wouldn't do to see Vern Gagne versus Pentagon Jr. I don't think he'd know what to do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It'd be good. It'd be fun. It, it would be, be good. good. A lot of submissions. This one, really hard because of those two, but I got to mm-hmm. put Pentagon above Vern. I yeah, hate I think to so. do that. I, I think Pentagon moves faster. Well, he does, even in, in Vern's heyday. Um, then we've got WCW Saturday Night and New Japan on Access. Stunning Steve Austin, Tom Zink the Z-Man, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazuchika Okada. This one's kind of tougher. It comes down to, is it Steve Austin or is it Okada? God. Is this everybody in their prime? Like it's it's from their matches. Like, see, we well, don't know. We're making up rules as we go. So, what do you, what do you want it like to be? Just like WWE. Just like WWE. I mean, is well, this is this stunning Steve Austin or is this Stone Cold Steve right. Austin? It's stunning Steve Austin. So I think Okada has to take it. All right, we got it. Okada moves on. And the 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 king of wrestling shows, at least up till this week for sure. WWF Monday Night Raw, Yokozuna, Coco Beware, Lucha Underground, Johnny Mundo, and Prince Puma. Honestly, if we're looking at this in reality, um, I'm, I'm I think gonna, Yokozuna I'm, sits on everybody. Yokozuna, okay. I'm, I was gonna say Yoko. I was gonna Good. say I'm throwing it out that Yokozuna would Good. win this one, but I was sure what would say. It can't all be young new guys. Okay. It can't all be young new guys. Well, and let's be honest: Ricochet versus Yokozuna. Even today, <laughs> it's Yokozuna. Yeah, his his offense would would do nothing. You're too light to compete with Yokozuna. No, it's just not gonna happen. Johnny we got to be Pancake. somewhat realistic here, even though it's. <laughs> now he's got to join the new day. So moving on to the next side of the bracket, SmackDown taking on NWA Total Nonstop Action, Triple H, The Rock, Ken Shamrock, and Malice. Easy, Triple H. I think it's between the SmackDown guys, but Triple H, you're saying? He puts himself I was leaning more towards The Rock, but I'll go Triple H (laughs) because he puts him. He'd he'd bring out that shovel and bear everyone. Yep. We've got WCW Thunder versus TNA Impact. DDP, Kevin Nash, AJ Styles, Chris Sabin, Elix Skipper, and Michael Shane. Uh, I'm leaning towards AJ Styles. Yeah. Yeah, especially but if 98, AJ Kevin from... Nash was pretty huge, too. From 04. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You know what? Should we go on AJ? Nah. There's so many guys in this match. Are we going I think, Kevin, I Nash? think Kevin Nash can pull it out. All right. Kevin Nash came out of it with a jackknife power bomb on Elix Skipper for the win. I like that. I can almost see it in my head. WCW Monday Nitro and the Hulk Hogan, Big Bubba Rogers, David Otunga, CM Punk. David Otunga, my friend. 
I don't think there's any question that 95 Hulk Hogan squishes uh, 2010 CM Punk. Yeah. What do you think? I think yeah. so. I think I think Punk cuts a great ass promo after the fact, but Hogan wins. I think he just buries Hogan after the fact. <laughs> yeah. And now to finish up the first round, ECW Hardcore TV taking on Ring of Honor. Jimmy Snuka, Larry Winters, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas, Claudio Castagnoli, Chris Hero. Remember, uh, this is 93 Snuka. He has murdered, but he's also pretty injured. <laughs> I know who I'm going with. Is that going to help you if I let you know who I think? Uh, go ahead, yeah. I, I've been picking first all these times. so. I think uh, Claudio Castagnoli. Yep. But these are tag teams. So does the tag team go through? I don't think so. I think only one guy can go through, just to make it fair. Okay. Yeah, I'm right there with you then. Okay. We're going to go the soon-to-be Antonio Cesaro. And then shortly thereafter to just be Cesaro. Yes. And then shortly thereafter to being the guy who pushed his teeth up into his skull (laughs) in a match with the Yeah, exactly. So next we're going to see uh, one of the most amazing matches in a match we may be able to see this um, on on the Wednesdays moving forward. Pac versus Pentagon Jr. Ooh, goddamn. Fun match. Can it be a ladder match? It is a ladder match, Pasty. <laughs> it is a ladder match. Well, I still do. That does not make it any easier to depict. No, but it makes it more entertaining. <laughs> I mean... Folks, these matches are playing out in our heads right now. You realize that, right? Honestly, I think, if, especially if it's a ladder match, I think Pac, you know, goes to the top of the ladder, and then he's too cocky and jumps off the ladder, and Penta picks it up. I'm... But, I'm bu- are you behind it? Okay. I was going to say, if you have any alternate to say. No, no, I was thinking Penta squeezed it. it out. I could see him, uh, yeah... Pac misses, Penta puts him in a submission through the ladder, using the ladder as leverage, taps him out. We got it. Penta's moving on. Then I'm excited we have, about this next one. Yes. <laughs> this next one sees Kazuchika Okada versus Yokozuna, two of the best from the Orient, pasty. Uh, yes, indeed. I just think I, you know ninety three Yokozuna. Yeah. Wow. I think Yokozuna beats my boy. Yeah. I think he does. I, I'm I don't right want him to. I don't want him to, but I think he does. It's sad for me to say. Oh, then we move on, Pasty, and we have the battle of the. Blitch taking on his boy Kevin Nash. Now remember, this is 1999 Triple H and 98 Kevin Nash, so it's wow. And this one's a street fight. And this one's a street fight. Ah, it's so hard. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's so hard. This it's one's Scott almost Hall a coin flip. <laughs> Right. Does Scott Hall get involved? Does Shawn Michaels get involved? Does uh, Do we leave this one up to the uh, random coin flip generator? Yeah, I think so. 
Okay, now flipping. Wait, we got to no Triple H's heads. Yeah. It's tails. All right, Nash moves on. Nash moves on. Way to go, Nash. Pulled it out. And then we and see he out his knees. <laughs> And we see uh, 95 Hogan taking that's, on 2011. That's gonna make a big, big deal in the finale. With his <laughs> that, that, ass out knees. It's going to make a difference. <laughs> we see 95 Hulk Hogan taking on 2011 Claudio Castagnoli in what? I can only assume Hogan makes a squash match and Hogan wins. It's so sad. Isn't it sad that even in our fantasy world that happens? <laughs> I know, but you know it would. You know 95 Hogan is not losing the 2011 Claudio Castagnoli. Hogan's going to straight up sit up while Claudio's spinning him around. Right? Yeah, he is too. And he's going to start shaking his arms and point at Claudio still spinning. You! The shaking causes Claudio to fall over because he's unbalanced. Yep, I love it. Oh, man. This is this is entertaining. I'm so glad this is so far turning out better than I would have hoped. Uh, I thought this I might w- be I've a I've totally show. been thinking about like doing a Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> wrestling thing. Right. That would be so much fun. That would be awesome. Oh boy, it's getting down here now, Pasty. Now we're seeing <laughs> 2018 Pentagon Junior take on 1993 Yokozuna. I don't know. <laughs> I think Penta might be able to pull it off against Yokozuna. I think the finals all go to coin flip, or the, the semifinals all go to coin flip. Do we do I think that? The rest of it. Let's coin flip the rest of this shit. We're gonna coin flip the rest of it. It's not up to it. Well, because honestly, you could see any of these four winning, right? Ninety-eight Nash, ninety-five Hogan, twenty-eighteen Penta, ninety-three Yokozuna. They're all in their prime at this point, right? Yeah. Yep. Kind of ironic. Well, I guess it's not ironic. The ones in their prime moved on because that makes sense. <laughs> It's kind of ironic the people you'd think would move on moved on. That's not <laughs> ironic, you jackass. All right, uh, so do we put the the ones on top are heads, the ones on bottom are tails? I think so. So Okada heads, Yokozuna tails. Oh, Penta heads, yeah. Or Penta, I'm sorry. I, I just want Okada to win. I He's just out. want him to win. He's done. I he got squashed. Win. He came back! Oh, no. <laughs> um, and Shane McMahon won. Shane McMahon won the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Penta is heads. Yokozuna is tails. Flip again. It's flipping. It's flipping. It's flipping. Heads. Heads Ooh. is Penta. Penta goes on. I'm excited now. This is going to be Penta fun. moves to the final. Oh, this could be. This could end up. We got Kevin Nash's heads. Hulk Hogan tails. Flip again, flip again. It's flipping, 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 flipping. Tails. Hogan. Hogan. Hogan versus oh Pentagon for the finals. You, boy, you couldn't go wrong with this. It's all right, this is going to be a three. Casey, this is a best two out of three falls match. All right. All right. So I, I want you to bring up Can a. Do, uh, should we do a sixty-minute Iron Man match? Just flip that <laughs> coin for sixty minutes. We still got oh. almost an hour of time. <laughs> So, Pacey, if you're, do you want to? Can you bring up a, uh, a a coin flip generator on Google? Yes, yes, I can. Because this is going to be a multiple. Uh, I'll I'll you do the first one since I haven't done any. I'll Penta do the first heads. one. Then you, I'll do the first one, and you do the the next two. Okay. All right. 
Penta's head, like Hogan's tails. Um, Penta heads to Hogan tails. Yeah, that works. All right, I'm flipping, 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 flipping tails. So one Hogan for Hogan. Gets the first fall. Second fall. Flipping goes tails. Hogan with a clean victory over Pentagon Jr. in his prime. Oh my gosh! Hogan he's really, is burying everyone. He's really flexing his uh <laughs> ten inch pythons. <laughs> just just like always. <laughs> it's a race thing, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he's he's getting that um his his Creative control clause for sure was was in a on this day in pro wrestling, but you know it is kind of cool to look back at all these debut shows and see kind of where the landscape was. You go as far eighty five with Junkyard Dog and some cat nobody knows Pete Dowtry, and this upcoming one you look at with Pentagon or with Pac versus Hangman Page, and you gotta wonder to yourself in. 30 years, are people going to look back and look at one of them and be like, nobody even knows who Pac was. You know I what I mean? I hope not. Hmm. Uh, well, you hope not, but we don't know. That's 30 years from now. Right. You know? I mean, all this time later, Hogan is still on top, so. Really? Yeah, you just you just don't know. So much of wrestling is interesting when you look at it. Jimmy Snuka. When when I named the first episode of ECW after Jimmy Snuka's name, you know people associate him with WWF, not ECW, right? Or with murdering. <laughs> big Bubba Rogers, who was the Big Bubba Rogers, big boss man to be in a main event against Hogan in '95. Who didn't expect Triple H versus Rock and SmackDown? I mean, those are two names that. Are do something to kill time sometimes i think too much and it's only entertaining to me or me and you i think it's a lot I hope... more fun than i was anticipating a lot more for me because i thought it was going to be dead as shit i thought this <laughs> was going to be our worst segment ever and it's definitely not our best segment ever but hold <sighs> some time i just I, I still have a hard time wrapping my my brain around the fact that hogan Pulled it out through all these men. That's what happens when you put things up. <laughs> Even when it came down to a writer, Hogan, Hogan was still, he was still there, man. <laughs> man, two, two pins. His pockets are deep. In a two out of three match <laughs> with Pentagon Jr. How did that even play out? I wonder, <laughs> you know? Ah, uh, I don't know. Who would have seen that? Pentagon just Zero Metal and then Hogan just starts hulking out right away, like no <laughs> damage done. Goes Super Saiyan. Right. <laughs> he just pins him oh, once hit, hits him with an I'll... elbow, pins him once, and then pins him again immediately afterwards. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I could see it. <laughs> Has Crazy. anybody ever done that in a Fun, three no. falls match, or do you have to get back to your feet before the second fall starts? 
there's different rules, and and WWE is as guilty as anything for just making them up as they go. Some matches they can jump right on them and pin them again. Um, it always used to be that they had to go had to be on their feet and then they had to wait for another bell. Mm-hmm. But it's been either way for I think most wrestling companies, but for sure I know WWE another has done it multiple different ways. To to have a ten Sometimes, count followed by another ten count immediately. That'd be another interesting one. Right? <laughs> Just keep the ten count going. Hmm. We made it to twenty, that's two. <laughs> Unless you're in New Japan, then it's just one. Right, yeah, then it's one. <laughs> the count. Uh, I do prefer the twenty count. What's what's funny though is that they don't have any more time in New Japan than in right. They just America. Kind of faster. Because yeah, they go one, two, three. They probably have less time. Yeah. Because in America it's like one. They hire an auctioneer as the as the ref. Two. <laughs> it's like New Japan's already up to five when WWE gets to two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was a fun week, Pasty. It's going to be super exciting next week. uh, I'm going to be probably burnt out on wrestling by the time we reconvene for next week's episode of B-Sticks Podcast. Oh, you think? It's every day of the week. By the end of this month, well, by the end of this month, you're going to have Monday Raw, Tuesday Impact, Wednesday AEW Dynamite and NXT, Thursday Ring of Honor is somebody's got to be on Thursday. Uh, Thursday is is uh, Friday is New Japan and Wow. Saturday is Ring of Honor. It's yeah, it's New Japan, Wow, and SmackDown. So Thursday you get off, and um, for now at least. And so, and there's not a pay per view between the the twenty promotions. Right. Um, you get a break, and there might be something Thursday I can't think of of right now, but hmm. going to be interesting, folks. I'm going to be able to keep up with everything as far as watching. That's just a given. I think my main focus is going to be AEW, NXT, and SmackDown. I'm just interested to see what they do we'll with see. SmackDown on Fox. That's yours. I don't know what mine is. <laughs> oh, um, MLW is Thursday. Oh, there you go. How dare we forget about them? Did you watch MLW the, uh, is Thursday? How did I forget MLW? Did you watch their War Chamber match? First episode. Yes. I just watched it the other day, but it was. Did kind you get of a chance to watch background. it yet? I I watched it, but like I said, it was background, so I didn't oh. really catch it. But I think yeah. their rules for that are so much more good. convoluted than war games. Like, there's seven oh, rounds. The first it round is, is five sure. minutes, and all other rounds are two <laughs> minutes and 30 seconds. With seven men entering each time, the bell rings seven times. <laughs> and then the match begins 16 hours into it. I don't know. It's fun. I, I love when they do matches like that and like, holy shit, the rules. 
I'm going to go back and watch it again, because I did want to pay attention to it. I just had shit going on. Right. Writing a book over there? It's it's uh, it's worth going and watching. Oh, I'm writing your book, baby. <laughs> writing your book. I was just I was just transcribing what you were saying. I was trying my best. <laughs> With that being said, uh, I will start transcribing this whole episode for everybody to read online if they would like to. But until then, there we go. Uh, Check out the new Beastix blogcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. If if listening to a two-hour podcast is too much for you, go ahead and read it. <laughs> go ahead and read it. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> All right. Well, folks, I'm Fat Mac. And I'm Pasty. We'll beef you later. Beefing. Beefing. <laughs>